Hello and good morning, Samantha. How are you doing? Good morning. I'm good. How are you? Absolutely fantastic. We, we got to start things off with a couple of things that uh, so listeners can check in with what we're going to be talking about. First of all, uh, so many people think that Napster changed everything on the Internet, and you, your book says <laughs> something else. It, I mean, and I, it is such an eye-opener. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Napster was definitely a big one, uh, but I think, you know, a lot of the, the technologies that the adult industry developed are, um, you know, kind of they did for for what the rest of the internet is that Napster did for music. So yeah, I mean it, it's amazing because when, when I when I started you know getting into the to, into the pages of the book and everything like that, right away I'm going, oh my god! I mean, I mean if 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 sex would not have been on the internet, <laughs> Napster would not have been possible. There's because it opened up the door for so many things. It, it's like a Beatles moment. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think um, I think people will be really shocked and surprised in a good way um, about how uh, the adult industry and sex and Sexuality online really paved the way for a lot of the ways we still use the internet today. Yeah, one of the, one of the things that I, I wanted to uh, kind of get the listener to check in with is that we never think of what a sex tech is. I mean, without that technology, where would we be? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Sex tech is a term that you know we've heard more and more in the past few years, and I think it encompasses too much at this point. Um, so it's fair to kind of be like, what are we talking about? We're talking about sex tech. Um, but I think um, at this point, and then, you know, at least in the context of this book and its history, um, we're talking about, uh, you know, the ways that sexuality and technology have kind of grown up hand mm-hmm. in hand. And, you know, they've um, been built together and without one another, it would be hard to kind of see where we'd be today. I mean, I can't even imagine um, after writing this book, it was more than I even expected after researching and writing this so i was surprised too <laughs> i was i was going to ask you how you are inside the heart and soul because i mean when, when you dig in this deep and you start seeing you know the 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 wizard behind the curtain it's like why i'm not going to be the same again it, it's it's like somebody who comes to visit me in a radio station and they see what it's really all about they don't listen to it the same anymore <laughs> absolutely yeah i think it definitely you know writing about anything and uh, reporting about any be very closely changes your view of it um i think for me it's you know, I was very much um, not in this world and not exposed to a lot of the stuff um, that, you know, I write about until just when I started really digging into it deeply and um, getting to know the people who work in these industries and kind of are the ones who are making the content and making the technology. Um, I think I've been the biggest thing where, you know, it's like, okay, this is, I really understand now how, um, you know, what you're doing is, is changing the way that we exist on the internet. Um, but yeah, I mean, I and I also, you know, I'm looking at Pornhub every day, which is probably <laughs> not something most people do in their normal job. <laughs> <laughs> what what led you down that path? Because I mean, I mean, you you were called to this. I can see it in your paragraphs that you, you're definitely a storyteller, but you're also identifying things that we should know. Yeah, yeah, I've been a, a technology reporter for you know years, and I've been a journalist for ten years, and just in the last five or so, I've been writing about um, the adult industry and sexuality and gender and things like that. Um, and I think just as a, as a tech journalist, I think it's so important to kind of look at these spaces as, you know, a, a peek into what is going to happen to the rest of us. You know, we talk about um, what's going on with like Twitter and Facebook and, you know, all of these things. And a lot of what's happening in the mainstream has already happened or is happening to people who are on the margins. Um, you know, the, these platforms and these technologies get tested out or developed or pioneered by sex workers first a lot of the time. Um, so being able to have that kind of ground floor view where it's happening um, is, you know, such an advantage to the rest of my tech reporting um, going forward. So 
I consider myself lucky. I feel like I'm getting, you know, like you said, like to look behind the curtain a little bit. What, what, uh, to be able to see these kind of things happen. One of the things that, that I that I identify with is that you these are just regular people who happen to have a job who happen to do this to create it and to have it, you know, have that vision that's that's not necessarily here but very long term up the road. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think most people who got into this um early on, uh, who were, you know, just hobbyists and they were like, Okay, I you know, it would be fun, wouldn't it be cool to kind of put our Polaroids up on uh, a bulletin board system? Mm-hmm. And you know, next thing you know, they're they're developing these huge websites and um, organizations where they're selling, you know, lots of different people's um, content with their permission, of course. But like, um, just the ways that it can kind of expand from there, like you said, like the individual person just turning into like these big, uh, wide view type uh, phenomenons. Like, you know, we we talk about like Pornhub and OnlyFans and these things. I mean, they started somewhere with with someone with an idea. So, yeah. I was I was always that guy back. Well, first of all, you know, the internet was came into my career in about in the, probably about the early part of the 1990s, and so and when when these these porn sites started coming up and, and preachers and everybody were talking about it, all, all all I honestly thought about was, man, this is the government's way of weakening the men of this nation. Uh, you know, you know, put you know, make it free, make it, and so and I've always thought that, but then now in reading your book, no, th- th- there's a lot going on here, and it changes the way that we live our lives every day. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm, I'm so glad to hear that that's kind of like a, a perspective um, opening kind of experience to read these kind of things. Um, I think a lot of people will be surprised at, you know, reading about how, um, you know, sexuality and expression of it uh, through the Internet and otherwise um, is a strong thing. It doesn't have to be, you know, like, oh, aren't you like gross in your basement watching mm-hmm. porn? You know, no, it's um, it's something that you can kind of enjoy and not feel guilty about. Um, and in fact, you know, telling people that you should feel guilty and, you know, trying to control what people do, I think is, um, maybe the weaker side of things. It's, you know, you're, you're kind of trying to dictate what people enjoy, which I think, you know, if it's harmless and it's not hurting anyone, like why not? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, idea of it anyway. so the zoom boom, I mean that, that right there had to be a life changer as well, where everybody all of a sudden, you know, was, was zooming and, and, and now, now you can have physical conversations one-on-one. Yeah. Yeah. I think during the pandemic, especially, um, a lot of people, um, turn to zoom and webcams and things like that. And we have, you know, the, the early webcam cam girls, to thank for that from like the 90s and uh, early 2000s who were setting up webcams and pioneering the technologies that made it you know not just like your little physical webcam but you know being able to display that in a fast uh, reliable stable way was really pioneered by people who were trying to um, develop webcam technology for sex <laughs> and then you have you know during this kind of boom in this in the last few years you have um, campsites are exploding. Things like OnlyFans are exploding mm-hmm. um, because people needed a way to work from home and to be able to access um, a livelihood from, you know, a place where they could control it and not put themselves at risk. So, yeah, I think you're totally right that it's just been this, like, huge boom in the way that we communicate even. Um, that, of course, translated also into how we communicate about sex. 
So, like, one of the, one of the things that I've taken note of over the past year or so is the fact that how the metaverse is really getting involved with this, and those that have become numb because of porn and things like that. You know what they, you know, like what I think I'm trying to remember what the commercial was. It says you can be anywhere with anyone, know your own fetish, and 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 you'll you'll be done in 15 seconds. I'm going, what the hell is this all about? And yeah. and and it's like that's got to be changing the way it is too. The metaverse and 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 that there it is once again on those sites. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think the metaverse will be the, the most interesting kind of way forward with where we see uh, sexuality online traveling because, you know, with that, you know, like you said, like you can be anyone. You can express yourself in any way you want. And also um, in this very real-time expressive way where you're interacting with someone in the moment, um, I think that'll be a really interesting way. And this is already happening, um, you know, in more of the underground type of ways mm-hmm. where people are already doing wild stuff in the metaverse. <laughs> but I think it'll become more mainstream just as the technology gets better and better. Yeah, and, and before we know it, it'll be that one thing that we did two years ago. So, you know, it's, it's like, where are yeah. we growing? <laughs> yeah, it'll be blase in, in two years. It'll be, oh, yeah, we're in the metaverse. So where can people go to find out more about you, Samantha, and, and to really dig deep into this? Because I, I think that this the, the book is a conversation starter. It's an eye-opener. But I, I think people are going to want more and more and more of, of stories like this. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, that's, that's so nice to hear. Um, I'm on Twitter. It's probably the best way to uh, follow my day-to-day journalism and also about the book. I'm at Sam Lee Cole on Twitter. Um, yeah, and you can find the book wherever books are sold. Um, yeah, I, I'm just so excited for it to get out into the world today and for people to um, get their hands on it and hear what they think about it. Excellent. Yeah. Well, please come back to this show anytime in the future, Samantha. The door is always going to be open for you. Thank you so much. This was so lovely. Will you be brilliant today, okay? Thank you. I <laughs> appreciate it.